Welcome to the Israel Daily News Podcast. I'm your host, Shanna Folds, and I'm here to get you caught up quickly. I've got some top news stories for you today from Israel, and guess what? You're listening, so you're already on top of your game. Survive and thrive, people. Knowledge is the best weapon. Today is Monday, May 23rd, 2022 in the Gregorian calendar and the 22nd of ER 5782 in the Hebrew calendar. Now, let's get to the news. Last week, we reported major news for the Israeli government, and that is that Meretz party member Raida Rinawi Zoabi was leaving the government and leaving everything behind. Well, just yesterday, that's Sunday, she announced she's coming back to the party. The decision to rejoin Meretz came after a discussion with Israel's foreign affairs minister, Yair Lapid, and other colleagues in the foreign affairs headquarters in Jerusalem. By the end of the meeting, it came out that Arab lawmakers do want the government to continue on, but had been displeased with how the coalition had managed items that affected the Arab-Israeli sector of society. They say, nevertheless, they want this government to move forward, and without Knesset member Zoabi, the entire government could collapse and send Israelis to the polls for a fifth election in three years. Zoabi apparently had felt that she wasn't able to achieve change for the Arab sector and that she wasn't representing presenting the needs of the other Arab leaders who were coming to her in her ear and asking her to accomplish things. Zoabi says she now understands that the alternative to the government that she was in would be putting the controversial right-wing rebel Itamar Ben-Gvir into the role of public security minister and that she had to return to the coalition in order to serve the local authorities and help them fulfill the needs of Arab society. And she realized that by leaving the party, she was actually doing more harm than good. Haaretz reports that one of the changes Zoabi expects to see in reward for rejoining the party and keeping the government together is funds to go toward wards in hospitals that serve the Arab-Israeli city of Nazareth. That was what she wants. Zoabi is meant to be the consul for Israel in Shanghai in months to come, but the papers are barely making note of this as her staying in the current government seat is what is keeping the coalition together and what everyone is worried about. I didn't see any news about whether she is, in the end, going to go ahead and move to Shanghai to represent. In the meantime, she's back in the merits party. We'll be keeping an eye on Ms. Zoabi, Representative Zoabi, for you. Iranian President Ibrahim Raisi is speaking out and threatening to take revenge on whoever murdered Iranian Revolutionary Guards Colonel Hassan Sayyad Kodayari, who was shot dead Sunday outside of his home. The killers passed by on motorcycles when they fired five shots. Iran blames, quote, global arrogance, which apparently is code for the United States and Israel. This is the biggest killing inside of Iran following the murder of that nuclear scientist, Mozin Fakhridizeh, in November of 2020. Raisi says that he insists on the serious pursuit of the killers and has no doubt that the blood of the great martyr will be avenged. Hebrew media reports say the man had been planning kidnappings and attacks on Israelis and Jews worldwide and that he had just returned to Iran from Syria, where he was working and studying under Qasem Soleimani, who was a celebrated general and killed in a U.S. airstrike in January 2020. 
Iran has proxy forces in Syria because Syria shares a border with Israel and it's quite strategic to have forces there. So whenever you hear about Israel going into Syria and striking targets at the border, it is almost always because they are Iranian or Iranian proxies operating in the area. A Jerusalem court is ruling with mercy on three teenagers who went up to the Temple Mount and said the prayer, Shema Yisrael. According to the law, only Muslims are allowed to pray on the Temple Mount, which is a holy site for Muslims, Christians, and Jews alike. The Israeli court ruled in favor of the minors who were bowing down on the mount. Jordan, which is the country that technically holds custodianship of the mount, responded saying that the decision, quote, allows extremists to hold ceremonies at the Al-Aqsa compound. That comes from their foreign ministry statement. Israel's foreign ministry responded saying this, There is no change, nor is any change planned on the status quo of the Temple Mount. The magistrate's court decision is focused exclusively on the issue of the conduct of the minors brought before it and does not constitute a broader determination regarding freedom of worship on the Temple Mount. With regard to the specific criminal case in question, the government was informed that the state will file an appeal to the district court. End quote. Hamas, the terror organization and governing body in the Gaza Strip, says the court decision, quote, plays with fire while crossing all red lines and is a dangerous escalation for which the leaders of the occupation shall bear the consequences, end quote. Tonight at the Sunset Series, which is the event that I host for young internationals in Tel Aviv, we're actually having former member of Knesset Yehuda Glick speak to our crowd. He is a staunch fighter for the right for Jews to be on the Temple Mount, and he routinely goes up there even in even though it is a contentious thing to do. He has almost been killed during an assassination attempt and he's a very interesting person involved with a lot of politics and organizations here in Israel and abroad. If you are between 20 and 40 years old and you're in Tel Aviv tonight, join us at 7 p.m. Get in touch with me for more details on Instagram or via email. My name is shannafold at gmail.com. That's where you can email me. One of our regular podcast listeners is actually joining us for the first time tonight. He reached out to say he's in Israel and he's going to be coming to the event. So that's pretty cool. If you are getting caught up on your Israel Daily News, we'd like you to consider sending over a monthly contribution at anchor.fm slash Israel Daily News slash support. The financial support that we get from subscribers helps us maintain our show and it helps us continue to grow and try to reach new audiences. Subscribers will get a handwritten thank you note and a little poem that I write myself to let you know how thrilled we are to have your support. Thank you for your interest in Israeli affairs, Israeli politics, our world politics. We have one link in the show notes, which you can click on, and that'll take you to the page where you too can make a contribution and feel good knowing that you're supporting independent journalism. So check that out at israeldaily.news. You can also support us by leaving us a review on Apple Podcasts. That's number one. Number two, you can share the show with a friend. And number three, you can follow us on Facebook at israeldaily.news, as well as Shanifold. My name has two N's in it, and I'm very sensitive about that. You can also find us on Twitter at Israel Podcast. 
U.S. Ambassador to Israel Tom Nides moved into his new place in Jerusalem, and the paperwork is in, asking the Foreign Ministry to, of Israel to recognize the building as the new official residence. The building is on Emek Refaim Street in the classy, upscale German colony neighborhood of Jerusalem. Nides has been living in the Waldorf Astoria Hotel since arriving in Israel in November. The old U.S. ambassador's residence was in Herzliya, right by the sea, but it was sold to casino millionaire Sheldon Adelson during the Trump administration's reign in 2020 when the former U.S. embassy was actually moved from Tel Aviv to Jerusalem in a huge move. However, there still is a large U.S. consulate in Tel Aviv that remains open for paperwork, passport renewals, and things like that. Welcome to Jerusalem, Ambassador Nides. I hope that it's good for you. Ministry of Aliyah and Integration Panina Tamano Shata wrote an op-ed for the Times of Israel online paper where she talks about feeling 100% Israeli for the first time ever. Where, you might ask, is she feeling 100% Israeli? New York City at the Israel Day Parade. Yes, yes, Jews from all over come to support Israel in a huge parade that marches down Fifth Avenue in the city that I am from. New York. The parade was held yesterday, so that's Sunday, and organized by the Jewish Community Relations Council of New York, also known as the JCRC, which put the parade on after three years that it was held back due to the COVID-19 pandemic. Three years, no parade. Shata says she had the privilege and honor of marching with Israel-loving Americans and members of the Jewish community, as well as with Israelis who came from Israel and are in New York City. Shata was born in Ethiopia to a Jewish family and emigrated to Israel in 1984 at the age of three. The parade in New York has been going since 1964. This year, thousands came out to support and Israel's defense minister, Benny Gantz, diaspora affairs minister, Nachman Shai, and of course, Tamano Shata herself, the absorption minister, all came to New York for this event. Some New York City government reps like Eric Adams, Congresswoman Grace Meng, Asaf Zamir, who is Israel's consul general in New York, and the Israeli Olympic medalist Ori Sasson all showed up for this joyous event. I've been to the parade myself many times while growing up in New York, and it was a surprise to me that not many Israelis know that this is such a thing that happens in New York, that there is so much support for Israel outside of the country. Reports say that this is the biggest gathering of support for Israel outside of Israel in the entire world. Go New York City. All right. Well, that is it for today's show. Today is Monday, May 23rd, 2022. Tel Aviv has a low of 18 degrees Celsius and a high of 24 degrees. That's 65 degrees Fahrenheit for the low, going up to 76 degrees for the high. Subscribe to the Israel Daily News podcast on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or wherever you're hearing it from. We are everywhere. Don't forget to sign up to our Israel Weekly News Wrap. It's a newsletter with the top five stories coming out of Israel from throughout the week. I also usually add in a few personal anecdotes so you can get the inside scoop on what's going on in my personal life. And I always mention our professional highlights from the Israel Daily News podcast in this newsletter. If you are signed up for the newsletter, you should have received it already. I sent it out last night. You can sign up for that on our website at israeldaily.news. Thank you to Michelle Milner for her social media work. I'll send you off today with a song called Say You're Done by Erica Kroll and Torak. 
Have a great and productive day and an excellent week. <laughs>